It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, just staying healthy. Training always evolving. That's it, you know. Happy to be on a Fernandez down. He helped me get ready for this fight. Work on my grappling and keep working on my clutch game. And like I said, guys, I'm a date guy, you know. Regardless if, you know, shit, all we know, here's who to get hurt tonight. And I can go, yo, Sergio, you want to get after me? Come on, take some money. So for me, I'm just focused on myself and going out to performing on Saturday night. Because what is fight week like for you now? I mean, you've been here so many times, title fights over and over, you know, the rank. What's it like for you? Is it still exciting? You still get that edge? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just another fight, you know. Whether I win or lose, I tell you guys all the time. I go back home, I get in the gym with Matt, he works me. I get in the gym with uh, Brad, he works me. Get back in the gym and wait for the next call. I come back out to fight week, chill in the room, play my video games. Then when it, there's been a time when I've been out here and I was like, Matt, we should go do this, we should go do this. He goes, DJ, you got a fucking fight on site. And I'm like, oh shit, that's right. So for me, there's no point in getting hyped up, amped up, nervous. Then a day, I'm gonna fight on Saturday, and there's gonna be two things can happen. I'm either gonna win or I'm gonna lose. When you look at it that way, shit's easy. How about Cejudo? People have been looking forward to this fight for a long time. When you break him down, do you feel like he offers anything you haven't seen before in somebody else? Um, you know, he's definitely, I would say he probably has to, uh, you know, it's hard to say, you know? Because all the guys I find in the past are, are really good, you know, fighters and athletes. And those guys have competed longer in mixed martial arts than he has. I'm not saying that's something else, you know, he was doing other things in wrestling, but I fought the best of the best guys. Like, I truly have. And I've competed with the best in mixed martial arts. He's competed with the best in wrestling. And this is not wrestling, okay? Uh, and I'm sure he's going to come out. He's going to be, he's going to have no problem making weight. He's going to be in real good, great shape. Just like the last seven people I fought, shit, one guy was on EPO. If you don't know what EPO is, you need to go uh, look up Lance Armstrong, okay? Um, but yeah, I'm ready. I mean, I don't get I don't get married to wherever I'm fighting. They call, like, hey, you're fighting here too. Thank you, bye. That's how my conversation's over Dana White and Lorenzo. There's no, well, I don't know that's a good idea, Dana. I, you know, I don't think the numbers would be good. I don't think nobody, nobody, nobody knows who this man is. That's not my thought process. I'm like, perfect, sounds good. If they were to call me and say, hey, you're fighting Joyce Benavides for the third time, April 23rd, Saturday, co-headline behind Jones and OSP or DC. My re my reaction been thank you. I'll see you then. Bye. And that's how it should be for every single fighter. My opinion. But they're not like you ain't gonna make no money, dog. But that's just me. Is that, that's so is that something you had to learn, or was there ever a time when it was more emotional? No. Ever since I was an amateur. I mean, I had a very long amateur career, and uh, you know Matt divulge why his plan for his fighters to have long amateur careers, and hope you guys can look on an, an embedded series if they use that part. But I agree with you, you know. Um, I cover a background to where it's like, Matt will call me and goes, hey, there's a fight Saturday up in Edmonds at Axe Fighting. You, you want to fight? I'm like, sure. And he goes, and I was like, all right, sounds good. We're going to fight, and it's like, all right, round one. You ready? You ready to fight? Perfect. Hit gloves, and it's like, all right, I, I have no idea what you can do or what you're about. If you're a grappler, striker, what? Then it makes me use all the concept that Matt has taught me in the gym to go out there and exploit something. So if I was to fight that man over there, I'd be like, let's fight. Boom. I will find my distance. I will find my range. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to tear you apart now. 
What do you think then about the Conor McGregor situation and being Khan does what he wants. Khan does whatever he wants. And if Conor wants to retire, Conor can retire. He's got toes that spit fire. I don't know if you guys have seen it. But if the man wants to retire, he can do whatever he wants. But, but, shout out, you know, good thing the UFC was like, yo, you know, if you're not going to come to the press conference, you know, we're going to have to pull you. Then Conor's like, sweet, thanks for the cheese, I'm out. That's, they're just both doing their thing. Do you agree with his behavior? Conor's behavior? Do I agree with it? I mean, look, I've flown to Australia, coach, for, you know, I'm from Australia, to, I'm from, from Seattle to LAX, LAX to Sydney, Sydney to Brisbane, Brisbane to Melbourne, Melbourne to Sydney, Sydney to LAX, LAX back to Seattle, trained for six weeks, did the same thing, and fought. So, you know, this is how, this is how I make my money, this is how I pay my bills, and ever since the UFC's ever asked me about anything, or asked me to do something, I've never turned it down. You've been champion longer than he's been in the promotion. As a champion, do you feel like you, you should be allowed to kind of make use those liberties to call your shots a little bit? No, I never thought so. You know, my job's to fight, and you know, when the UFC asked me to do something, and I'm like, all right, sounds good. I can I can make that happen. Demetrius, is your ability to stay at the top as a champion uh, due to your ability to adapt in fight? I think a little bit of that and my coaches. I mean, Matt Hume, he's, he's one of the world's greatest coaches. I mean, you know, Rich Franklin, when Rich Franklin was on top of the sport before he lost to Silva, he was at the gym training Matt Hume when he outweighed Matt Hume. And Matt Hume was like, get up, get up, you know. He's working Rich Franklin, a world champion in, in, in the UFC. Um, and also my other coach, Brad, he's been with Matt since he was 19 years old. So it's not like I have a guy who goes, you're my wrestling coach, you're my dietitian, you're my grappling coach, you're this, they can both do it all. And so when I have two cooks in the kitchen and I am their product, it's helping me grow and they're just focused on me and everybody else in the gym too. Like if you come, our, if you guys ever been in our gym, our gym is probably the least. You guys walk in here, you guys would not know that there's spiders out of that gym. Because we have people who, work, who train here who, who work at Google, Microsoft, kids, women, all of that. But we're very focused on building great fighters instead of trying to get all these guys in the UFC. With that said, do you feel that Matt doesn't get credit he deserves as a coach and also you as the champion? Um, maybe, but Matt's not looking for that. You know, Matt, you, you know, Matt's not here, goes, all right guys, DJ, get out of the way, I'm here next. Matt Hume here, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and start with your questions. Matt Hume just wants, he's, he just wants the best for his, his, uh, his athletes and his fighters. And for me, I, I just want the best. Um, I'm taking care of myself and building my brand, and I, I'm fighting, competing, and defending my title. Speaking of your brand, are you aware that it, well, you win on Saturday, and this will be eight title defenses for you, which will put you third all time? Yes, yes, I, I realize that. But, you know, I can, you know, I can go out there and win, and I'm like, sweet, we won, go home. Take care of the kids, family, just like seven or five, six, four, three, two, one. It was the same thing after one. You know, after the first one, that was probably the most emotional one because, you know, everybody gets the belt and then they go out there and they finish like, oh, his first chance fighting today. They lose. So for me, uh, that was probably the most emotional one I was ever been. You know, I almost started crying and then Matt was like, you did it, you did it, you know. And then second one was all right, who the fuck was the second one? I can't remember, but you know they're just they're just they're just another, they're just another fight. So for me, if this is eight, fantastic. We'll get back home, train. If I lose, great. Go home, train, get ready for the next one. How much would it mean to you to Sanderson's record? I think it'd be dope. You know, smallest man in the world beat the you know that title defense, and nobody really knows who I am. And they're like, I'm just like, hey, you beat you, you're amazing. I was like, yeah, just paying these bills, dude. That's all. Like I like I like that calm demeanor about myself because I can relate to everybody in the room where it's like dude you know what are you doing there I was like I think I'm gonna go I gotta pressure wash the fence 
paint it so HOA doesn't find me. And then I gotta send out a check to this person. Like, that's the shit I deal with every single day. I'm not the person who was like, Matt, wrap my hands, please. Matt, get my gloves on. Hey, is my chicken breast almost done, damn it? Somebody get that chicken breast up. That's not me. Like, I'm the guy who comes up. Matt, before we left, he goes, all right, what do I need to bring? I was like, you don't need to bring anything, Matt. Just bring yourself. So we, I mean, as media, like, we're always saying, oh, Mighty Mouse, he doesn't get the attention he deserves. He doesn't get the respect. He doesn't get the draw. It sounds like you're kind of cool with that. Like, you, you want to kind of fly under the radar a little well, bit? Well, why, why? I'm actually here, like, you guys, you guys need to call me, interview me. Everybody needs to fly the bit. Like, dude, this is this what I'm about. I just display everything um, that I am able to do, and I can do a lot more than that. And this is mixed martial arts. It's not about me trying to create drama for you guys. If you guys want drama, please watch The Bachelor. Then you guys decide who should get the rose. Then you guys will have your drama filled. But for me, I'm, I'm here to fight. And ever since I've been under Matt Hume and Brad, it's not about, okay, you need to get in there, you need to create uh, controversy. It's like, okay, how can we make you the perfect mixed martial artist? Okay? And if people want to tune in to see how this man is on his journey to be able to demolish Anderson Silva's 10 consecutive title offenses, please tune in. Please tune in to, to see what I've been working on in the gym. Whether it's me fighting Hiroshi Hudo, me fighting Joseph Benavides for the fifth time, or me going up and fighting whoever at 135 for the suit fight. That's what I'm trying to sell to you people. If you guys want controversy, dude, John Dawson talked shit about me in my face. He just talked crap about me the other day. You know what I did? I'm like, that was rude. I was like, whatever. Then I was like, all right, time. Let's change this diaper, dog. Come on. Come on. That's how it goes, you know? And after we fought, I said, dude, congrats on being a father. Even though you talk shit about me, it's all good. He goes, yeah, man, I was just trying to sell and I was like, I know, but it didn't, it didn't change the outcome of this fight, did it? Have a good life. I wish you the best at 135, and take care. You just Maybe mentioned the super it. fight. You usually don't talk about it. You usually don't talk about it. You usually say, hey, it's, slow down. I want to beat this record first. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I want to beat this record first, but at the same time, you know, if the money presents itself, uh, then yeah, if the money's right, then yeah, I'll go and do it. But if it's not, if they're like, hey, we're going to pay you exactly the same thing when you go fight a dump, no, that doesn't fucking make sense. So, you know, I'm focused on breaking that title defense. That's something I want to do. It's a goal of my, I set my own. I might break a title defense around, like, slow clap. <laughs> so clap. I'm like, no worries, man. Thanks for the cop. Appreciate it, but I'm excited about it. If you did eclipse that record, though, do you feel like the fans would finally regard you as the number one pound for pound? No. I mean, that. at one point in time, I was ranked number one pound for pound in the world. John Jones farted and blew right past me. And he wasn't even an octagon. He hadn't been an octagon for a year and a half, so why would I get upset that, you know, if I was, like, sitting there on the computer and I'm like, I refresh the UFC page, and next thing you know, I'm here, and I refresh it, and John Jones was like, well, I'm like, motherfucker! I was just like, it happened, somebody texted me and goes, hey, John Joe just passed you. I was like, what did he do? I was like, he must have farted. That's the only thing I see he blew right past me. But it's part of life. I don't get I don't get caught up in that. But don't don't take my demeanor how I'm just chilled, relaxed, you know, this is who I am. I fucking go hard as hell when it's time to fight night because that's how I pay my bills. So thank you.